to You, you Need, Need to, to See this. this, a weekly film podcast about filling the gaps in our collective cinematic experience. I'm Cozy Orlin, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Luce Tomlin-Brenner and Nick Asunto. Yay, people. We're comedians, writers, and movie fans. Every episode, at least one of us has seen a movie, and at least one of us has never seen that movie. We try and convince each other and you to watch our favorite, underrated, uh, not seen as often, um, or just plain old underappreciated films. And we do it all with no spoilers. None at all. None. Not even a single spoiler. I mean, sometimes uh, I feel like... Uh, you get excited and ruin it all. Yeah, like I'm spoiling a joke. By, I do that way too much. I'm like, there's this joke you'll love, and then I start describing the joke. But don't worry, it doesn't spoil the movie. I mean, honestly... <laughs> What we really do is we record every episode with a ton of spoilers, and then we edit them all out so you will never hear them. Yeah, thanks, Pete, for doing all that work for us. Yeah, and we <laughs> keep them behind a paywall that you'll never be able to get behind. Because we can't set up that Patreon. It's so hard. We don't understand the internet. <laughs> People sign up for the spoilers that they could just Google. They're paying a monthly <laughs> fee. Yeah, if you're just ready for it. You're all crazy, but thank you for the money. Yeah, we all appreciate money. Uh, so... Good news, everybody. Today is my birthday. It Happy feels birthday. Good. Happy birthday. Oh, Yay. thank you so much. I appreciate you all. Yay, December 23rd. Uh, in honor of my birthday, we're doing one of my absolute favorite, under, very underrated movies, 2007's Two Days in Paris. Yay, I've never seen it. Ooh. Nick, have you seen it? I don't know what it is. Oh, my you God. You don't even I'm know so what excited. it is? Nope. Wow. This so we're breaking from Christmas to celebrate the true birth of our king. And I appreciate Oh, you're very sweet. Oh, I appreciate it. That's so nice of you. But also, kings are rich people, and they deserve to be brought down. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that recently. King Everyone's of the like, artist? King of improv? I'll take it. Uh, um, as long as I'm of the people, I'm happy. Yeah, I usually call, I call him the mayor of improv. <laughs> that, I, that I'm into. Oh, that's good. Sort of like that Thank nice you. dog mayor in um, Idlewild that everybody loves. Oh, yeah, the Cozy dog mayor everyone loves. Is very much like a dog mayor. <laughs> Thank you. I agree. Really? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. That makes me happy. If you scratch him under the chin at the right spot, he just like, he falls right over. It's true. And if it's the wrong spot, it's still the right spot. Oh, <laughs> dogs are great. Uh, so, two, yeah, 2007's Two Days in Paris. Oh, I'm excited to talk to you all about this movie. Great. I can't wait. Uh, it's written, directed, produced, and edited with some uh, with music contributions by the amazing Julie Delpy. Ooh. And she's, I didn't know she did music also. I know, right? Yeah, she even put out a CD at one point, which I never learned about until wait, very she, recently. Wait, she 100% edited, wrote, and directed this film? Yeah, and produced, and she That's did incredible. all the things. Yeah, yeah she's like amazing. She, she is very, very underrated as a human being and an artist. Um, and it's important to highlight awesome female filmmakers, and this is one episode about that. Hooray. Very excited. Very important. Yeah, she made her first short film at age 12. Uh, she wrote her first screenplay at age 16. Whoa. And she was a film student at NYU's Tisch School of the Arts. She's directed nine Amazing. movies. Uh, two shorts and seven movie movies. That's great. Yeah, she's doing cool shit. Also, doing research for this episode, I learned that she was born She was born on December 21st, two days <gasps> before me. That's the darkest day of the year, the winter solstice. Ooh. It's the shortest day. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's our birthday episode. Aww. Isn't that nice? I love that. It's so great. She's the best. I'm a fan of all of her stuff. Um... This movie is starring Julie Delpy and Adam Goldberg, who's also fantastic. Oh, interesting. I didn't know he was in this. Oh, yeah. He's the he's the um, he's one of the leads. It's him and her and they're the leads. And they're he's in a not relationship. in that many movies. I feel like he's no, always like a supporting enough. comedic role. Yeah. Or he has like a main role in a TV show and it's on for a half a second. It's and like gone I, forever. I immediately yeah. pictured somebody, but now I'm not sure if it's who I'm picturing. Hmm. 
Hmm, maybe. Who? What, what's he been in? Uh, what? Ha- what else? Oh yeah, he was in Dazed and Confused. He had like that role in that movie. He was one of the p- people in that. He was the guy in the Hebrew Hammer. Oh, okay, that's yeah. what, that's who I pictured, but I wasn't sure if it was him. Yeah, I got to hold the door open for him at Oaks uh, in in Hollywood and felt really good about my life. I was like, I'm helping Adam Goldberg. He also has my favorite uh, short term character arc on Friends. Oh, nice. He like becomes Chandler's roommate briefly, and he's like a oh, huge yeah, weirdo. That. He's what he like brings a mannequin head home, and he's. Like I thought we could yeah, put chips in her head and eat chips out of it. She's a chip chick. <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah, it's uh he's real creepy. He like puts a like a pepperidge farm goldfish in a tank and says that they got a fish oh that's adorable i kind of like it now it's sort of like uh blends the line between terrifying and cute he, he's uncounty valuing everything in his life it sounds like that's fucking cool that's true i love it definitely a couple of my favorite episodes oh nice yeah adam goldberg is great in this um and uh yeah so it highlights them and here's the synopsis that i cobbled together um and mostly just grabbed from a thing um okay so neurotic new york-based couple marion and jack try to rekindle their relationship using a trip to Europe as the thing. Uh, the film focuses on their two-day visit to Paris, which is home of their, of Marion's parents and several of her ex-boyfriends, which becomes a thing. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about first impressions. Uh, Luce and Nick, why haven't you seen Two Days in Paris? Oh, what You said, said 2007 is when it came out? That is when it came out, yeah. So I was working on the Hillary for President campaign in 2007. Oh, gotcha. So I might not have seen it because uh, when you work on campaigns, they're like 14 to 16 hour days and mm. you work every single day. Sure. The only days I had off was Thanksgiving and Christmas day. So I missed almost every movie that came out in 2007. Oh, no. Except for I saw on Christmas Day, I went to the single screen theater in Iowa and the only film that they were playing was I Am Legend with Will Smith. <laughs> oh, I remember I Am Legend. Yeah. So I saw that. That's an interesting movie. And I saw Juno after the oh, campaign in Iowa ended. Juno. That one was great. Love Juno. But yeah, 2007 was a rough year for a film for me. I didn't see a lot of good stuff. Oh, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. That was the year I graduated in college. I dated myself. There we go. <laughs> Nick. Uh, uh, I graduated in 2008. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> comparatively, at least. Uh, so, yeah, didn't hear of it until... Really, just now. Uh, and I'm trying to, I can't even, I'm trying to picture Julie Delpy. It's like another one. I know See, I know like her. like before Sunrise. No, the, like, no that's, um, those are on our list of movies we oh. need to cover. I'm so excited. Um, All of those. That's what she looks like. Yeah, IMDb. she was in An American Werewolf in Paris, which is where I first saw her. Oh, yeah, yes. Oh, yes. So I've seen Wait, her in the, that. The second one? Yeah, yeah the yeah. second Wait, one. The one that everybody hates. American Werewolf in London also? Uh, maybe clips of it. Oh. But that's oh, the one God. everyone loves. I need to watch it. Yeah, that's one of my favorites of all time. Um, oh. And I've, I actually do. You love saw American Wiener Dog, didn't you? No, um, I saw Wiener Dog though. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, you and I talked I forgot about that it. she was in this one. In Wiener, Wiener Dog though, I looked it up. So I, I think she's also. Is she in Home Alone? Please look this up because there was somebody who had a small role in Home Alone who's a French actress. I'm gonna say no. And she's, no. she's at the not. desk. I don't believe it's there, her. No. She's not. No, I was looking at her IMDb in preparation. Preparation. She for is this. in But I'm a Cheerleader. Yes, which oh. is so such a good movie. I love that movie. Yeah, so just I just missed it. I haven't heard of it. That's fair. See, you know what, Nick? You're like most people. This is a super underrated I movie. I am? Yeah, oddly enough. I fit in? You do, Nick. You fit into all the people who've never seen this movie. Pete, have you seen it? There's no chance. No, Pete hasn't either. That's the thing. This she's... movie is super underrated. Yeah, she's in a lot of fun. Did you see like the Three Colors movies? Oh, no. I haven't either, Red, but I really want to. Oh. 
She's in blue. They looked pretty cool. Isn't she in a bunch of them? She might be in a I bunch think she, of them. well, yeah, wrong. yeah, you're right. She yeah. is in red. It's just that that one. So I'm assuming blue, limited release yeah. indie film. I don't think she was in white, though. Uh, yeah, she's mostly in like indie yeah. films. Yeah, this one is uh, definitely, like, this is one that had a little bit more money behind it, a lot more than anything she'd ever done before. Whoa, she was talking about. She's in a movie, an indie movie from 2001 called MacArthur Park. Yeah. Which is where we're recording this right now. Yeah. Pretty damn cool. I never knew this even uh, existed. Sounds like a bummer. It's about homeless crack addicts. Ooh, that's a rough one. Yeah. I might skip it because I walk past (laughs) a lot of homeless people struggling every day. And I don't feel like I need to watch it in an entertainment No, you're already set. Yeah. That's a smart call. Anyway, she's in it. Yeah. Oh, cool. I love. She does so much good things. And she's been around for a while doing amazing things. Um, And this is... uh, Okay. Well, good. So a lot of people... Um, when I mention Two Days in Paris to them, say, oh, you mean like Midnight in Paris? Oh, you're talking about Woody Allen's Midnight in Paris movie? And I'm like, no, this is the better one. This is such a fucking good movie. <laughs> Out of the two movies that Out are Paris in the title. That's right. There are no other movies. What about Paris in the Paris? Wait, I can. Tem, uh, Paris. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. The Paris, Texas, I think, is one of them. Anyway, lots of Paris movies. <laughs> but still. American Werewolf in, in Paris. Paris. Yes. The movie that introduced me to Julie Delpy. Uh, cool. Okay, so that makes sense to me. I'm excited to convince you all. Yeah, I'm like happy. pretty ready to be convinced because I like her and I like Paris and I also I saw the follow up Two Days in New York. I was okay with that one. I didn't yeah, love I didn't it. Think like it I was lo- that. Good. Yeah, it wasn't that good. No, this one's way better. Should I, if you're should I tell you then it's gonna be hard to convince me on this because it, I'm not sure anything about it. So you're gonna have to do a little more work. That sounds great. But I'm I looking love forward that. to it. I'm excited. That's that's the right reason to. That's my favorite reasons for it to be harder to convince you. All right, perfect. Yeah, you're just in the dark. And that's uh, the light that I'll be bringing to you uh, via this podcast. So exciting. And so like weirdly biblical sounding. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I'm going to tell you all my five reasons why you need to see this. Yeah, I'm ready. So excited. Okay. So uh, my first reason is when I first saw this movie, it felt like a cross between an Amelie. It felt like a cross between Amelie and and a Woody Allen movie, like a more neurotic sort of Amelie. Uh, Mm -hmm. She has like very thick rimmed glasses, which felt like a Woody Allen thing. It feels kind of New York-y, even though it's in Paris. And there's like moments of like sort of jazz music transitions and things that feel it feels like a love letter to both of those. Whereas Amelie is much more of like a fantasy tone. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, but she's still scared and shy and, neuro- and neurotic. This one, it feels like Woody Allen filtered through Paris in a, in a not love letter to Paris way. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, so like all the good things about Woody Allen, none of the like pedophile things yeah, exactly. about Woody Allen. None of the Woody, exactly. Thank you for that. Because that's the one thing I was like, I don't want to bring up Woody Allen at all. But it was my original thought on it. And I was like, oh, but he also... He this just has a corner on those uh, glasses, man. He really does. <laughs> He's the only person who's ever heard of jazz music. <laughs> you know, white men yeah, and only jazz white music. Guy. Oh, God. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, my second reason for this is that it's a very, very personal feeling movie uh, for uh, her, for Julie Delby, because her actual parents play her parents in it. Oh, that's so cute. I love when best. people's parents pay, play their parents. Same. That's and right. they, yeah. In Rare Exports, when we did the, rare, the father and son, we're playing father and son. Aww. It was neat. Oh, did we talk about that? I didn't remember that. Yeah, yeah, I brought it up briefly. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's I great. It. I feel like you get a lot of natural um, interactions that you can't necessarily write. Yeah, it feels so honest. There's lots of history just immediately built in. Ooh, the dynamics like when all Jake there. And, Jake and Ma- Maggie Gyllenhaal play brother and sister and Donnie Darko, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, and they have good fight scenes. That's oh, true. God, I haven't seen that in so long, but I love that movie. Uh, Gentle Malone. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, the other the other reasons why it feels very personal, it's set where she grew up. It's set in Paris. 
Ah, uh, Paris. She cast her friend as her sister. And uh, Julie Delpy and Adam Goldberg used to be in a relationship. Oh, interesting. Yeah, before this movie. So she brought him on to play her boyfriend in this movie. Which that's, is that's neat. It's so cool. And tense. Yeah. I, I feel like their Unless their dynamic came through as a result of it, you know? If they yeah, if it's a breakup movie, then like yeah, they, I get that. But unless they just end up on good terms, and well, then it's a it's a movie about um it's a movie a movie about a relationship, I believe, two years in. So they're two years in, and they're like kind of dealing with life and and their own dynamic. And it's not it's not a breakup movie. It's a movie about how relationships are, as opposed to it's not a rom com. It's just a comedy about involving a relationship yeah i feel like that's a lot like the uh sunset trilogy is a lot like yeah. that too but even those were more romantic those are romantic yeah and this yeah. one's definitely much funnier um and uh yeah some details from the relationship were in the movie too which is kind of cool that's neat i wonder if she like ran that by him and was like is this okay if we talk about this yeah i believe so i mean she was she did a huge amount of uh it was originally supposed to be an improvised movie, but then her parents uh, demanded that it was not demanded, but they <laughs> they required that it be written because they used to be actors. Ah, so they didn't want to have to improvise things. Yeah, they're like we're professionals. No, and our parents are like executive producers on it. And they're like <laughs> we demand a script on our desks. <laughs> These are our rules. This is our writer. Um, Such a parents thing to do is be like no improv. I like, love it. We're so such is. we're an improv generation. Like, <laughs> all these. Like weren't the before and wasn't the before? Yeah, those after, are super those improvised. Are, yeah, and the, Ethan and Julia are credited as writers because yeah, they improvised so much. That's exactly. Or even Rick is. Moranis is credited as a writer on Ghostbusters because really? he improvised so much. Oh, that really? makes sense to me. Sort of technically, he's not like it's an unofficial credit. Sure. I yeah. love a good ad lib line. Same. I'm sorry, it just is so more fun. natural. Yeah, and she, but she got, excuse me, she got into writing and she was like, okay, and then she banged out a giant script and then. That's what they stuck to, but there were some improvised scenes in there and stuff too. Is it a long movie? Uh, no, oh, it's okay. not super long. Something about a giant script yeah, made yeah, me be yeah. like, yeah. "Wow, is it like a two taper?" Oh no, <laughs> to me, all scripts are very long because I I want to write for television, but the idea of writing a screenplay is terrifying because it's so long. That makes Same sense. with like a novel versus a short story. When I finish a first draft, uh, it sometimes it's. Uh, like 70 pages and I start to panic I'm like this is not long enough but then as rewrites go it gets yeah. you know, longer I think yeah absolutely um I yeah I can't remember how what the runtime is for this guy but so, so it doesn't it feel long that's what you're saying no it definitely doesn't feel long nice. I'm in it the whole time and I love it uh there's also uh, a bit about her her vision because she has a vision problem and that's also in the movie but not super integral to it mm. it's just a hence thing. the large glasses yes exactly oh nailing it these large the the chunky thick uh, framed glasses like a third character in the film uh and also new york i do <laughs> i do For love no when props seem like characters it's that, something i enjoy a lot then you're gonna love this movie called beauty and the beast i'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, being weird touche thank you uh, which is a french word it is and beauty and the beast has some french characters and so does this movie all of them um wow really connected i know we feel i feel like we're we're doing some good work today i like it this movie awesome. also <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> too far. <laughs> what too far, Nick? Um, this movie also felt super personal to me. This is a reason why I would like to see this movie. <laughs> I'm throwing it in there. What felt personal to you? Uh, well, I come from a, a very funny Jewish family, and Adam Goldberg is a neurotic Jewish person in it. Um, and the the dad reminds me a ton of my dad. Oh, cute! In so many ways, he talks about sex a lot, things like that, and he's like very like fun and funny and kind of jovial. Um, it hit me more when I saw the second one, but uh, in the first one, he was a big part of it, too. I also spent half of fourth grade in Paris. so What? I didn't know that. Yeah, so this felt very nostalgic to me in, in a lot 
in like a better version of Paris because in fourth grade I was very lonely and did not that like makes Paris at all. I was so sad. Didn't know the language, probably, right? I didn't know the language, and I was a class clown who couldn't communicate. Aw. It was really rough. They love mimes. Yeah, I was just gonna, you should have <laughs> learned to mime. I should have <laughs> learned to mime. I'm so verbal, though, and, you know that uh you know i love i love a verbal movie and this is a very verbal movie i'm gonna have that uh come into my my next reason which is a very dialogue driven film and it reminds me of how much i love dialogue driven films like before sunset and clerks and all those movies that are just like verbal comedy you know the two movies that are so connected before sunset (laughs) and clerks uh you know by their verbal drive they kind of are that's That's true they both mirror max they might be. Uh, actually, I do think that the Sunset Trilogy is Miramax. Yeah, yeah and, and Clerks was because I remember them talking about that. Yeah, uh, she has a lot of a lot of stuff to say about that, too, which is uh, the Miramax stuff. Because just a you know? quick uh, question for you, because you, you love dialogue-driven things. Have you ever yeah. seen a play? Uh, <laughs> what is a play? <laughs> All right, thoughts You mean like, right, a yeah. play, like a play on words? I've seen a play on words. Oh, boy. I uh, know. We're having fun now. That was a play on words. Wow. So meta. Uh, my fifth reason... For oh, I guess I call it the before trilogy. I don't know why I always call it the sunset trilogy. Sorry. And I was okay. saying I the after, <laughs> and I couldn't figure out the word. That's all right. Those are amazing I movies. I just love them so much. I'm excited for Nick to see those on a future episode because that's going to be amazing. Yeah, we'll do like a longer episode about all three. Oh, or maybe just the first two because the third one, oh, I have some different opinions. Um, Great, yeah. Anyway, yeah. The future. Yeah, the future. <laughs> um, talking about future things. So uh, the fifth reason why you should definitely see this is that uh, Julie Delpy and Adam Goldberg have such great chemistry in this. It's such an awesome, unique dynamic. And they're That's both great since they were both in a relationship already and they could bring all of that to it. Yeah, it's so nice. It's so funny and they're like sarcastic and they're honest and they're biting at times, but in a way where it keeps the levity sort of going. Oh, I love it. It's oh, so nice. Sounds great. It's so funny and great. Oh, um, yeah. So those are my five reasons why uh, I think you all need to see this movie. Uh, what are your opinions and are you convinced? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't have a frame of reference for films like this. Like, mm. I don't. I've been sense. boycotting Woody Allen since I was 17. I've never seen any of his films. Oh, yeah. So well, I don't know what a Woody fair. Allen film looks and feels like. I just know what people say about it. Sure. Uh, and it never. And I've never seen the, af- the before trilogy either. I just, sure. I'm not, because um, you guys know me. I'm a genre nerd. I yeah. love the stuff that, like, exists uh, in a fantastical reality or uh something you know something that just isn't grounded yeah. and dramatic and real that makes me reflect on my life because i'm already like doing that enough interesting <laughs> yeah that's a fair point because there's a lot of stuff about life in this movie and about relationships and a little bit about politics and and i've n- i've never really had like a a relationship last that long either so i don't know if like i'd probably just be watching it and thinking oh what if interesting uh, so it's it's weird and i've never left the country i've never Ooh. been to paris but you are uh, from new york and this feels I'm in from a lot connecticut of ways. but uh, oh yeah but you're, new york. sorry new york junior yeah exactly yeah. you're from new york junior and you moved to la from new york right yes yes uh that's how we know each other actually um a mutual friend who's uh evan boshi great guy shout out to evan boshi from the podcast front of the pod anyway <laughs> um every so often uh and yeah, so on some level, it's, it's it feels very New York-y, even though it's a Paris movie, because everybody's very honest and real and kind of rude, and, you know, it's sarcastic, and Paris reminds me a lot of New York. And I hated New York. That's why I moved to L.A. Oh, good point. Well, you'll be able to relate via hate. I did, yeah, so it's like, so yeah, it's like, I don't watch a lot of the, I do love 
a really good, well-written, dialogue-driven. So, like, I, I was Twelve Angry that. Men is a you know fucking masterpiece. Okay. And I do, but it has to have like that level of tension, those stakes. Oh, there's definitely tension in this movie. Yeah, like what's I don't. Quite... I mean, the stakes are the relationship. So they're going. They're clinging onto the relationship, and the goal is to keep it going. Yeah, the the goal is to um to rekindle it at the beginning, and and while you watch them sort of argue and kind of be who they are, you're like, is this gonna work? Is this not gonna work? Maybe what are they gonna end up as? And there's like arguing between her and a lot of people in the in the place. There's like these feelings of jealousy that he experiences throughout it because of all the ex boyfriends and all this stuff, and it's just sort of your feeling for both of them in different ways. Uh, yeah, that doesn't sound like I can relate to it, but I might be interested <laughs> in it. I just can't relate to because I've never had the experience with a relationship. That's, don't know. that's very um, fair. Do you feel it, like you have to relate to a film to enjoy it? Interesting. Uh, a little bit. I. This is why I also don't like movies about uh, like the shithead character that we're following. That's what I just call it. But like, I'm, I didn't <laughs> see Joker in theaters because I don't want to follow that guy. Yeah, I get uh, that. I don't like Taxi Driver that much. While I appreciate Scorsese films, I just don't really like. Sure. I don't even like the Godfather films because it's like, I'm like, Michael, no, why are you making these bad choices? <laughs> I like following like moral protagonists. Yeah. And I I like seeing that. I like hero stories because I'm a, I'm a oh. little baby boy. So I no an, no anti heroes. Not really. I mean, unless they're like their arc is becoming a better person, I could get behind that. Because sure. I do feel like in our last episode we were talking about death to Smoochie, and I feel like yeah. a lot of dark comedies center anti heroes. Well, that's I love death to Smoochie yeah. because Edward Norton's character is so pure mm. in death to Smoochie. <laughs> he is like this pure <laughs> ignorant child in this world of fucked up tv characters that's true we follow him more than we follow robin williams yeah robin williams yeah. is his antagonist which turns it like that's why i love that movie they have a great like he's robin williams is what could happen to edward norton mm-hmm. and that's why he's a great written antagonist because like and they the way they come together in it it's just really i love but this isn't about death to smoochie no, no but I, that's okay i get it i um, just am like my new mission is to figure out an anti-hero movie that nick will like oh i like that idea i like yeah. anti-heroes a lot Interesting. It, it, that's I, just, the thing. I still like i don't know i sometimes feel like unless it's like i haven't watched the joker i think todd phillips is a shithead but yeah I do I think it's it interesting because I feel like anti-heroes are often more realistic yeah. than heroes. So that I tend sense. to, but it doesn't sound like this is like, no, this isn't an anti-hero either of those. Like slightly. it's just like very real grounded yeah. people. Yeah. This is a real grounded uh, people movie. I, that's what I, I mean. That's what I loved about the sunset trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> the that, sunset trilogy, the before trilogy. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but only one of them is named before. Yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> is that all of their conversations? Oh, wait, no, they're feel, all, they're all befores. Right. Yeah. What before sunset, before sunrise. <laughs> we got it before... backwards. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, sun sunrise, sunset. What's the midnight. other one? Midnight? Yeah. Okay. Sunset, sunrise, midnight. Thanks, Cozy. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Details that don't really matter. We're fine. It really helps though, because otherwise this thing like itches <laughs> in my brain and I can't fully think about a new topic. Oh, okay. Um so I love those movies because they feel so natural. Yeah. And I saw the first two when I was in college and I just was blown away by the way you could talk yeah. like i feel like i'd never seen a movie where people just talked the way that they oh, talk and i feel so like great. that's truly delpy's her it's, skill yeah it's so great oh it feels the dialogue feels so real and natural oh yeah and that's what you feel that way in this one. Oh, absolutely have either, you seen, have either of you seen closer I, I hate closer. Okay, I was trying to. I'm trying to find it. a frame of reference that can connect me to this film, and I do like closer, but yeah. I'm not. I'm never gonna watch it again. It's yeah. a fucked up movie about you know, but it's a very dialogue driven relationship. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah. they're shitty people. And like. Yeah, um, they're shit. They're all shitty. I'm s- interested that you like that movie. Yeah. Because it's a fascinating film, but they're not like. 
they're not like doing evil things. They're saying shitty things. Well, yeah, like I don't think you'd like it, Cozy. I no. would say mm. you don't need to I see it. I should avoid that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did, have you seen Clerks? Yeah. Yeah. Did you like Clerks? Uh, yeah, I love Clerks. Yeah, because it's a funny uh, dialogue-driven movie in the same way that this is a funny dialogue. Oh, this is funny. Movie. Yeah, this is so funny. Um, oh, Woody yeah, Allen that was makes my uh, comedy. Is so yeah, that he was does my, what? Yeah, that was my uh, my fifth my fifth reason. Because his comparison to like Woody Allen. Yeah, and I don't know. I, that's what I was saying. I don't know what Woody Allen does. I don't know that he makes comedy. Okay. I know he does like I'm New York and I'm uh, <laughs> I'm fucking asshole. I don't know what he does. <laughs> Fuck Woody Allen. That's like funny. no, obviously fuck Woody Allen. <laughs> no, yes. everyone agrees except for my one best friend from college, who I feel like the reason he won't find any girls to date is oh. because he will not relinquish how much he loves oh. Woody Allen. Stubborn people. So who's holding trouble. me back? That's which filmmaker did I not relinquish, and that's why I can't get dates. That's Whoa. a good question for me too. Who do I have? Oh god. Just kidding. I got a date next week. Whoa, really? That makes me happy. I don't know. I we'll love see, that right? Cozy's reaction was way too surprised. <laughs> Poor Nick. No, because, Whoa, really? Because I'm jealous and I want to have dates too. So I'm like, whoa, someone found a date? What is it like? This is, uh, Luce, <laughs> could you actually give us 20 minutes to pitch ourselves to the women out there? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and now our last segment, date a podcaster. <laughs> We're going to try and make ourselves not sad. <laughs> I, I think that it's already clear who everyone is here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, yes, um, it's they're both super, super super funny in this movie oh, they're very okay. honest and sarcastic and funny and wonderful and i was laughing watching so many clips from this god they're funny yeah i'm it's down such a funny movie i already yeah, wanted awesome. to watch it but now he's still laughing at you making fun of us <laughs> i love it he can't hold it in. i love it so much <laughs> i'm on board for that um i'm i'm gonna watch it i'll try to watch it over christmas break oh that'd um, be so cool yeah because i've been wanting to and it's a movie that i forget about sure, of just because it's a little it's a little older, and I because I saw Two Days in New York, I keep yeah. forgetting that I there was another one, the oh, better the one. Better one, yeah. The first one was so much better. Oh, yeah. And I love Paris. I've never been there, but I have a crush on it. I love the French. I think they're real snobby and pretentious, yes, and a I way that it. I wish people were more snobby and pretentious. I would love more pretension in world in the in the world. I love pretentious stuff. It makes me really happy. Me too, because I feel like it's people that have standards. Yeah, taste. And, and there's standards. nothing wrong oh. with standards. Damn right. Um. So yeah, no, I'm. I'm 100% in. I don't love the comparison to Woody Allen, but sure, I do I do understand and appreciate and like I know where your intentions and your head is at, Cozy. Yeah, so I know that you're talking about more the style of like yeah, uh, written comedy and neurotic comedy. Oh, yeah. And I more felt that when I first saw it in 2007. Like That makes that, sense. Yeah, Before that, like yeah. there was as much widespread knowledge about him. Oh, by far. Yeah, absolutely. Our generation anyways. Yeah, Maybe exactly. older people knew, but I yeah, feel but like that was around the time that I was like, he married his what? Yeah. Older people knew, but didn't understand how <laughs> didn't to feel the same. Didn't care enough? Yeah. They don't, know yeah. How to, they don't know how to process it the same way that a younger Grooming, does. like what a groom does at a wedding? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> not even a dog reference, but a wedding reference? No, you have to be really stupid to not know what it is. So that I had to yeah. say something stupid, That's too. That's a fair point. You went the furthest you could have gone, which is perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to... I'm going to watch it. I'm so excited. That makes me so happy. All right, good. I'll Google some stuff, but yeah, I still... It's funny. All right, I'm kind of in. Oh, that makes me happy. Yeah, you'll like it. It's it's really good. Okay. It's such a good movie. You think oh. I'll laugh at the jokes? I think you're going to laugh the whole fucking time. It's so good. All right. Uh, there's a lot of parts of it that are just in French, and like you can even understand what's going on Sacre if you don't speak. Bleu. Yeah, perfect. Croissant, etc. We got Poodle. it. Poodle. <laughs> uh, she has a you... big, adorable cat. Oh, and I'm totally so in. Giant. That should have been one of them. I, I was thinking about it, right? <laughs> I was like, do I want to talk about the fact that she's holding a giant, overweight, adorable cat 
and trying to talk the whole to movie. parents. <laughs> I wish. Because that would be, those are stakes I could get behind. Like, it's, if I put this <laughs> cat down. drop that cat? Yeah, if, if she puts this cat down, oh it she is, is over. sweating. That cat is so heavy. That's yeah. like, I'm going to write that in the summer. It's That's like fun. speed, but for cats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't put the cat down. <laughs> if it doesn't go above 50 pounds, I don't know. The cat's like holding in their guts. Yeah. Like you can't the cat the pressure on the wound. Oh, my God. Oh. Please, somebody shot my cat. Will you help it? Sorry, I don't do cats. It's like high noon where she's just going around trying to find somebody to help her cat. Oh, my God. I would watch all these movies. I'm excited for Pete, this. Pete, are you going to watch Two Days in Paris? That's good enough for a me. A hard we'll see That was Pete. a very hard we'll see, yeah. <laughs> not not excited. Not excited at all. But that's okay because it's great. But I understand. Pete's apathy I, is one of my favorite parts of this show. I do enjoy it. Because then when we win him over, more. it really feels like we did our jobs. Yeah. Yes. And when we don't, I think he's sitting there like uh, thinking about you making fun of us or something. And then <laughs> goes, oh, shit, my name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I was still living in that old joke. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so that made me really happy. I hope you all go see this movie. But for now, I want to talk about recommendations. Do you either have do you either have recommendations? Uh, I haven't watched anything else this week, but you did make me think. There's this great book by Christopher Moore called Sacre Bleu, and it's about um artists uh in France during the 1860s, and mm. it's about oh the when did Picasso, not Picasso, when did um uh Van Gogh die? It's about them investigating his death and their artists. That sounds great. Wait, this is a movie? No, it's a a novel by Christopher Moore. Wow, you said that and I went, movie? (laughs) (laughs) It should be a movie. So I've been emailing, I I follow him on Twitter and I message him all the time. Everybody owns the rights to his stuff, but nobody's made a film yet. Why? And I desperately want to adapt one of his novels. Mm -hmm. They're they're great. They're really funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I really like his cover art. It, but oh, I've never so, the soccer blue cover art's gorgeous. Uh, but also, like I understand that a lot of it's not for everybody because, like, when you find his books, it's usually in that like books for dad section at like Barnes <laughs> yeah, and Noble. Yeah, you're right. That's such a funny noticement. Looks for a dad. Observation. It's, it's uh, always, no, no, you got it. Noticement is correct. It's almost always like a male character <laughs> who's awesome. like, oh, I'm. A nice, charming person who's confused, and there's beautiful women around me. It's like you know, it's that well, kind of. I don't know if these books are for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I prefer that book for dads over like bathroom reader books for dads. His plots are cool. Know, like those are so sad. Those I feel like my books. dad's books are like here is this uh, story you've never heard about Teddy Roosevelt. Oh sure, of course. My dad's were always like detective novels. Like that's all he ever read were big detective novels. Your dad's read. Uh, yeah. he used to, yeah. I mean, All he was my dad a poet. Does is read. <laughs> I think he was the a teacher. Yeah. My dad oh, gave yeah. me teacher one too. book oh, recommendation <laughs> in the past t- thirty-three years it's like of my a life. Tucker and Max. It was, it was uh, uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah, fuck yeah. Okay. And I did read it, and I hated it. Okay, oh, okay. Uh, I like it name-wise, but I've never read it. Well, I'm going to uh, jump off of yours and also recommend. I'm going to recommend a book slash movie. Uh, so this week I saw um, The Bigamist, which is like a 1960s movie by uh, Ida Lupino who is like a mid-century uh, female filmmaker who a lot of people don't know about and is very fucking cool. And The Bigamist was the first movie um, made in since the talkies, like a first talkie movie where a woman directed herself. Because nice. she also stars in it. Is she yeah. one there's a documentary coming out for? Oh, that's uh, interesting. I'm not sure. This is like this pioneer. I know Taika Waititi is super behind the documentary. Oh, cool. uh, I don't know if he was producer on it or something, but it's about one of the early female filmmakers and how she was such like a fucking badass. Yeah. Wait, and genre. Taika Waititi is working on it? Or? I, I, I know he tweeted the trailer, so I don't know if he's involved with it or just likes it. I think they interview him in the trailer, maybe. Oh, interesting. Too, but, um, 
I'll have to look it up and find out. Look into that. Yeah. Um, So The Bigamist is 1953, and she is the writer, and she didn't do the screenplay on it, but I'm sorry. So I said writer. She's the director, and she stars in it. Nice. Um, And it's it's really kind of an edgy movie about this guy who is married in San Francisco, but goes on, like, he's a sales guy, so he goes on business trips to Los Angeles, Mm. and he falls in love with this other woman, and impregnates her and then marries her so he has like a wife in los angeles and a wife in san francisco and it's about that whole thing yeah uh and ida plays the wife in los angeles Mm. um it has one of my favorite classic movie tropes where the woman is the one who has been done wrong by the shitty man and because the woman's having a very natural feeling but is embarrassed about it she goes don't mind me i'm just a silly woman oh god (laughs) like every like mid-century film like every movie from the 50s is a woman going i'm silly i'm just (laughs) ever so silly And I think it's such a funny thing to say. It makes you laugh every time I see it. Oh, that's perfect. Um, so I got to see that in 35 millimeter this week at the Alamo Draft House because oh, nice. they have a theater that plays uh, 35 film. Oh, yeah, film yeah. Now. They have a projection right, booth right, and a projectionist. Right. Um, and it was what I'm recommending. I'm recommending it because it was picked by Karina Longworth, who is the host of my favorite podcast. That's not our podcast called mm. You Must Remember This. Oh, yeah. It's about like the golden age of Hollywood. Mm. And um, she just wrote a new book called Seduction, Sex, Lies, and Stardom in Howard Hughes' Hollywood. And Ida Lupino was uh, somebody that Howard Hughes dated and then really built up her career. So that's how she was able to become a director because he helped her make the films. Mm. So the book, I started reading it this week. I got it signed by her, which is very cool. Oh, nice. The book is awesome. I really recommend that. You must remember this. And uh, The Bigamist. Nice. So I, I found the documentary. It's not her. It's called Murata, uh-huh. and it's uh, it follows the life of a pioneer Maori female filmmaker. So I think that's why Taika Waititi. Was oh involved. yeah, because he's from New Zealand yeah. too. That's very cool. What was the what's name? What's it called? Yeah. Murata, M-E-R-A-T-A. And what's Murata. the person's name? What's her? What's the female film- filmmaker's name? Murata. Just what's her first name? I'm trying to oh, load. Gotcha. <laughs> I was wondering. I was I'm like, he's either avoiding it because he hasn't found it yet, or he accidentally half said it and I missed it. Google Murata. Um, <laughs> His uh, name is Google. Murata Mita is her name. Oh, very cool. That's okay. Awesome. Name. She helped kickstart indigenous cinema. Nice. That's All right. so interesting. Wait, I want to see that. Yeah, sure. Well, is okay. it like being made still or? Uh, I think it might have came out earlier this year. It's a Berlin documentary. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, nice. I'll check it out. Thanks for the recommendation. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, my recommendation, I have a. a a quick one, which has come to my birthday party tonight, which is going to be fucking great. I'm very excited. Everyone come to my birthday party if you can find it on Facebook or don't, if you're a creep, don't. <laughs> but if you're <laughs> not a, a creep, self-check. do. Do a little self-check. Do the creep meter. Yeah, are you Look self-aware in <laughs> enough? Yeah, that's another question. <laughs> if you're like a five to ten on the creep meter, do not come. It's like, Thank I'm you. not going. I know why. And it's because I'm a creep. I like to touch stuff. You're the only creep who's allowed to be it's there. Yeah, he's just like always <laughs> touching the ranch dressing in a way that makes everybody uncomfortable. Yeah. It's so creepy. Five fingers in the ranch. Get him out of here. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. That's very funny. Um, I like to so, lick it off my hands. My, yes, but my real recommendation. It tastes like horses. Licking oh, ranch. Out of here. <laughs> so creepy. So creepy. Uh, my real recommendation is ice cream cake, uh, which I had <laughs> every year on my birthday for uh, my entire childhood. That's what I always wanted. but It's so good. I never really Did you get it from Dairy Queen? Nick, I want you to have that ice cream cake. I do like it with the crunchies. Uh, ooh, I don't know Dairy the crunchies. Dairy Queen has the crunchies. Which where do you get yours from? Uh, Baskin Robbins, along ah. with those clown cones. Clown cones, which are beautiful. 
they uh, so we didn't have a Baskin Robbins around us, but we had a Friendlies. Oh yeah, and they did. Oh, their Sundays were great. That's Massachusetts yeah. shit for me. Friendlies, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember those. Yeah, uh, but Baskin but the Robbins. The crunchies are from Dairy That's Queen. still my grandparents' favorite ice cream brand is Friendlies French Vanilla. I love oh. that. That makes me Friendlies. F- a lot of them. Yeah, gross. how white? As it Pete started laughing, how white is my family? <laughs> yeah, but like there's some French in there, so it's okay. Some French Vanilla. <laughs> Um, the most ethnically diverse country, know, right? France. Oh, Lord. Oh, the racism in France is going to be started. That is called out a lot in this, though, which is awesome. Oh, really? They yeah. talk about, like, yeah. Algeria? Yeah, it's about it's about racism um, in in a lot of ways. Uh, I think it has to do with Middle East racism at that point. Oh, cool. But, um, regardless, I mean, cool, interesting that they talk about it. Yeah, she talks about She's. I think she said something like, love, whenever love is happening, I think politics should also be discussed in some way. Uh, that's was, so fucking true it was very interesting yeah um, anyway that's my recommendation birthday and ice cream cake I love it Perfect. awesome so uh, now uh, my question for you is have any of you out there seen two days in Paris if you have hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram and let us know how you felt about that movie especially if you love it like I love it tell us what you and also wish me a happy birthday uh tell us what we need to see using the hashtag see this pod on twitter or instagram and now plugs oh my god plugs luce where can people find you people can find me on instagram and twitter at the handle ltb comedy oh my god sweet nick where can people find you look you could find me on twitter at nickjs but ever since i've been saying this not a single person has followed me oh no god damn it come on We're guys 20 episodes in do better just just follow me. Just That's follow so me. weird because I've gotten yes. like dozens of I new know, followers. I know. I saw. And they you all know talk who started to you. following me? That fucking amazing screenwriter who did like every movie we love ever. Uh, who Julie just Delphi. did. <laughs> I wish. He just did Dolomite is my name and he did Ed Wood. That, like, ama- Ed Solomon? Uh I don't think that's who it is. Oh. Anyways, I'm sorry I'm bragging about a famous person following me. No, it's okay. These are brags gotta, that I love. I'm just saying, I'm getting a lot of followers. Who I don't know write? why you're not. Yeah, I know. Like, I, Nick, even I'm getting a lot of followers, and I don't have Twitter. Fuck you, Cody. That's amazing. <laughs> People are just searching for birthday? you. Go fuck yourself. I appreciate that even more on my birthday. Uh, you can find me at my comedy shows, Crash This Party, which I'm doing in two days on Christmas Day, like a crazy person. We're going to do a white elephant party. And we will have acts, and I'm very excited for those acts. Um, check out Scene Kids Punk House Party at the Pack. Check out Dubset. And come check out Blackout Drunk on December 30th. We're going to say goodbye to 2019 because that year can go fuck itself. Woo! Uh, I liked this year. I liked it more than last year. Last year could really go fuck itself. This year had some goodness, but can still partially go fuck itself. I think there's a, I think a year is a long time to live. So that's a good point. I don't know if there's ever a year that's just fully good. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good call. I, there's, there you gotta go month fully, by month. You know, you know what was a great year? Mm. 1992. I believe you. My God. Kit snowed so much in Connecticut, and I was still <laughs> very short, oh so I was having so much fun in the snow. <laughs> I think that about wraps it up for us today. It yeah? really does. Absolutely. Thank you so much for our, to our audio engineer, Pete Burns. Yay, Woo! Pete. Yay, Pete. Uh, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And tell other people to do that, too. If you leave a five-star review, we'll read it on the air. It'll be dope. Thanks so much for listening to You, you Need, need to, to See This. J'emmène avec moi ces monuments Pour ne pas l'oublier à la légère no, I like you. I would like to be your friend when we break up. Oh, when? Whenever we break up. Oh, okay. No, if we break up. Uh-huh. You know, I would like you even if we were not together. Well, that's very evolved of you. I mean, I'm, you know...
I mean, that's the way we do it in France. We stay really close to our exes. Why? France is responsible for so much of your personal behavior. How does the government feel about that?